yeah, you couldn't help it, I know you felt it, green and white, white and green, who are we the Celtics, who are we the Celtics, who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back to another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and the Celtics come out with a monster win in OKC after three terrible quarters. Uh, they roll out 126-122. I have a special guest here. Uh, got a new blog coming up. Justin, how are we doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing tonight? Living the dream. Much better now that the Celtics won. Uh, before we, before we dive into this podcast here, going to follow it the same way as normal, do the player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, but I want to give you a second here to, to shout out your blog. You posted, uh, a recap, the last, uh, last game on our Boston Celtics till I die Facebook page here. Loved it. Wanted to bring you on here, but want to give you a quick second here to kind of shout it out. Yeah, so it's uh, really just a startup, something I've kind of been interested in doing for a while now. Um, it's just in the works, you know, still have a lot of, of kinks to work out in it. Um, the best uh, place to find it right now is on Twitter. It's going to be at TJI underscore Celtics. Um, I really haven't, uh, I've only done three or four of them so far. So uh, keep up I've, the good work. Yeah, we're working out getting our own URL and everything. Our, a subscription package stuff like that um but that's gonna be in the future want to kind of start building a base first so right now twitter is going to be the best uh place to find it at uh tji underscore celtics and then um in the same uh facebook group uh i'll be posting in there regularly just off my personal page love it all right well let's dive into this game uh like i said celtics 126 thunder 122 this is a nail biter. Uh, but as far as player of the game goes, Justin, curious, what are your thoughts here? Well, I had two people that I wrote down. Um, I'm going to start with Marcus Smart. I think that that's kind of the, the obvious choice. Obvious pick. Yep. Yeah, he gets, you know, there's a lot of love and hate with Marcus Smart. I know the shot selection sometimes is something that we as Celtics fans have an issue with. But I, I thought tonight he was outstanding. Um, the defense late in the third quarter and in the fourth quarter really picked up. He's yep. kind of him and Peyton Pritchard were the two that I wrote down. I thought they were the two that kind of lifted the energy and brought the kind of brought them back from the dead, really. Um, so I have to go with Marcus Smart. I thought he was excellent late in the fourth. He was hitting big shots. That's who they were going to. And I it was it was a typical Marcus game. It, I really just don't have any complaints with the way he played tonight. Uh, let's see, 22 points, uh, dropped eight assists, only three turnovers, which is yep. a lot for how he's been playing lately, but still something. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, we'll take that. We'll yeah. absolutely take yeah, that. Yeah. No, but you're, you're absolutely right. One of the things, I mean, that's maddening to most people when watching Marcus Smart is shot selection, as you kind of talked about. Uh, tonight, every shot that he took – minus one late in that fourth quarter was a great shot attempt. And mind you, the one that I was a little iffy on, I was like, Oh, Marcus, why are you shooting this? And it goes in. So there are a couple just straight Marcus smart plays. Like one of the, one of the ones that stood out to me was when he baited SGA into that offensive foul. 
in the transition, uh, like midway through that fourth. And that was one of the plays that really shifted gears. The Celtics defense started locking down at that point. The Celtics offense continued to just hit shots because this wasn't a game where offense was shy, right? Like, this is a high scoring game. Yeah. But defensively, there were a lot of lapses in this one. Specifically, like the first half was a nightmare. We'll talk about that uh, in the second half. But you're right. Marcus Smart to me is like the easy, easy pick for player of the game. Uh, and I also did write down Peyton Pritchard because in that entire like realm where we were down 15 points, there was one guy and one guy only that really pulled things together for the Celtics. You want to talk about like three possessions out of like five for Peyton Pritchard. He had that huge steal. He had the first off, he had that deep, deep three to beat the shot clock. Uh, and then take it under 10 late in the third. And then he had that huge steal and the bucket to end the third. So like in a 30 second span, he had five points and they were five huge points when the Celtics were down a bunch. So he was another one that really stepped up and like played his role. And I love to see it. I'm a huge Peyton Pritchard guy. It hurts a little bit, obviously, with, you know, Brogdon coming in. Brogdon's significantly better, right? No one's going to complain that Brogdon's coming in and taking minutes. But when you see a guy like Pritchard, like, actually get his time, it's really nice to see a couple shots fall for him. Yeah, I think Pritchard is – he. I've never seen a player at his size get so many offensive rebounds to start. He continues to keep possessions alive. He's always in terrific position to get offensive rebounds. And, you know, we'll see come playoff time how he fits in or if he has a role. I I know defensively come playoff time, it gets a little tough because teams like to go at him. But these early regular season games, he is such a great piece to have off the bench. He's an instant energy lift. Instant. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, he absolutely is. I mean, exactly what – you know, we were talking about Aaron Neesmith as like he was yeah, instant energy. Pritchard can actually hit shots. Yeah, uh, Neesmith, so it's good or bad. bad. It's, it was energy. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, the other guy to me, like that stepped up in a massive way is Derek White. And this is I, I feel like every single game I'm sitting here saying, you know, Derek White's a guy that's going to go out, do all the little things. He's not necessarily going to light the stat sheet up. But tonight he stepped up. Like he had a couple of huge baskets. End of the night, 16 points, five assists, four steals. So from a defensive end, like when you combine Derek White with what he did tonight and Marcus Smart, this is just this is two guards that are playing at just such a high level on the defensive end that it makes life really hard for other teams, opposing teams. Yeah, I, I'm a huge Derek White. I'm a Colorado native, so we have Derek White and I have that in common. Wow. Um, I'm a huge fan. He he's just he's not the flashiest player in the world. In fact, he's one of the least flashy players, but he just especially defensively, he seems like he's always in the correct position. Yeah. He's not a big, you know, get a big block kind of guy, but he'll be there, he'll play good position to defense. And especially tonight whether it was late in the third or early in the fourth before uh, OKC brought uh, Shea back into the game, it seemed like he was getting getting steals on nearly every possession, starting to lead the fast break. And then 
of course, late in the game, he hit one of the probably the biggest three of the game to kind of put it away. Dagger, Dar, Dar, Derek yep. Dagger White is the nickname that was floating around Twitter. So I like it. Loved seeing it. Um, yeah, that's twice this year. I, I yeah, think with the, the dagger three. He's he's been significantly more consistent with his shot uh, this year. But you're right. Like as far as def- like defense goes, he is just always in the right spot. And I say the same thing on the offensive end too. Like he is. Ime Adoka talked about it last year. R.I.P. Ime Adoka. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, no, he called him a point five guy, and what that means, and I've talked about it on this podcast, like. When he touches the ball within a half a second, he knows what he's doing. He's either putting the ball on the floor, shooting, or passing. That's there's no, there's no, ex- exactly, right? It's, it's, it is pop in a nutshell. It's a guy that fundamentally is just so sound and he fits in perfectly with this group because he's not someone that's going out there demanding a million touches, but he's going to go out there and make the right plays on a consistent basis. And that's what these guys need. At this yeah. point, especially honestly, with the with the addition of Malcolm Brogdon, because Brogdon is a guy that can go out there and create offense. And obviously, you know, this is three straight games without Brogdon, uh, but we've seen guys step up in his absence, uh, and it's just great to see. Yeah, but I do want to I do want to talk about a couple other couple other people here before we dive into some of the negatives. But Jason Tatum, I do want to talk about him in the second half as well. Uh, as far as like negatives go. However, there were a couple moments tonight in this. It's, it's hard, right. With Jason Tatum. Cause every time you like you blink, he somehow has 20 points already. Like mm-hmm. he still ended the night, 27 points, 10 rebounds. And I want to talk about him in the negative section. And that's a little unfair uh, because it's not a bad game, but it's a bad Tatum game. Right. Yeah. Um, but overall, you know, the threes were not falling tonight at all, but there were a couple possessions where he continued to be really aggressive, like really aggressive, getting downhill, got to the rim, eight of 10 from the free throw line again tonight. So again, it's not a great game from Jason Tatum, but in needed moments, he got to the free throw line when shots weren't falling for anybody. So you got to love, you know, that sort of tenacity from him continuing to be aggressive, getting downhill. At least my thoughts on him, at least. But what yeah, about I, you? I completely agree with the assessment of Tatum tonight. I, he's so good, right? There, I think it's pretty much – you. it's unquestioned at this point. He's a top five player, I, in, I, in my three. opinion. Top anyways. three. Yeah, top – I'll go there. I will go yeah. there especially so far this season. Yeah. So I think that uh, Scalabrini mentioned it on the broadcast tonight. It seemed like Tatum was missing everything tonight, especially his three-point shot. It wasn't falling. And then Brutal. at that point when he mentioned it, you look up and he had 26 points. And it's it, ha- it happens every game. And it's just he was attacking downhill. I thought he was actually pretty solid defensively compared yeah. to a, a lot of the other guys. Yeah, I mean, three steals, half. three blocks. like really good really good numbers too like obviously the eye test is good but the numbers are there as well yeah i think really the the biggest negative would be the the three-point shooting but i think he did a lot of other things really well and especially attacking the basket he's been 
the biggest thing for me this year is he's been attacking to finish rather than attacking to draw contact and get to the line. Yeah. And because he's attacking to finish, he is also getting to the line. It's it's funny how those things work. You would you would think the opposite. It yeah. But it he's been so improved at that. And I like to see that tonight when his jump shot wasn't falling, he still was able to get to the line finish at the rim this is one of those early season games where i think last year or in years past we look at the box score and jason tatum has 13 points not anymore he's going to the rim he's finishing hard he's getting to the free throw line and yeah 27 points i mean it's it's hard it's hard to finish with less than 20 when you're getting to the free throw line 10 times yeah (laughs) yeah So, like, it's just if he continues to do this, and I mean, obviously it's not 10 free throws every game, but the free throw numbers are up around eight, eight and a half, nine for him mm. this season. So yeah. he is doing it at a consistent clip, and it's paying off huge as far as scoring numbers for him and this team. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did talk about the de- the defensive side of the house. Jason Tatum did have a great game. Two other guys that I thought played fantastic defensively were Al and Grant. And I want to shout out Al here because there were two straight possessions where Shea Gilgis-Alexander found the mismatch with him and Al Horford in that fourth quarter. Back-to-back possessions. And Al Horford stuck to him like glue. And Al Hor- overall, like the rest of the night, wasn't far off of that. I thought Al Horford played an excellent defensive game Obviously, you know what you're getting with Grant. Like he's one of the, the most versatile defenders on this team, which is crazy to say with you know Time Lord and Marcus Smart and Derek White on it. Uh, so Grant Williams, like you can always expect that. But for a, a 36 year old Al Horford to be sticking around with, you know, what's the average age of the Thunder? 23 years old. Yeah. Like for him to be like sticking on these guys and playing defense at such a high level to me is just super, super impressive. So yeah, it's a really Horford, solid game for him. Yeah, he seems to have found the fountain of youth. It he never ages. It's unreal. Yeah. He's always gonna be, if not the smartest, one of the smartest players on the floor, always gonna be in good position. And he's so switchable. You know, and, and come playoff time late in the season, I know we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here. I mean, it's only game, what, 14? But he's exactly the kind of defender that wins you big games late in the season. And it's great to see that at age 36, he can still do that. He can yeah. still switch on to guards. And it it's really not – it's not a huge issue. It He's such a weapon to have. And Grant, you know, offensively their games don't really remind me of each other. But defensively, I – I think that they're they're pretty similar and that they're so switchable. You can put them yep. out against just about any lineup that another team's going to throw at you. You can put one of those two or both on the floor and you're really not going to have any terrible mismatches. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I mean, this is it's definitely not a a super pretty win and I do want to talk about some of the negatives here before we dive into the negatives. I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. 
This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, make any $5 bet this week, and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. So want to talk about some of the negatives here. Uh, before, before I do that, I do want to take a quick second. There's something that you know, I, I didn't mention in the first half was the defense as a team. 15 steals tonight. Uh, it seemed like every possession in the fourth quarter – ended up in some sort of steal or just great defensive stance. So really impressed with that aspect of today's game. Uh, but I want to talk about some of the negatives here because there were, there were glaring issues through most of today's game. Uh, but as far as like one thing for you, what is the one like thing that just makes you just sick about watching this game because there were a couple things today where you're just like scratching your head yeah i I think the easy one for me is going to be the effort from through the first two and a half quarters and and look i get it it's a a mid-november game against a western conference team that's probably not going to be in the playoffs you're not going to get or it's you're not going to play your a game against those teams every night um, but really, until that Pritchard smart run late in the third quarter, I just thought the effort was – it was just not good. It seemed like every loose ball was going the Thunder way – the Thunder's way. It, they were getting wide open looks at three. I mean, how many times did we see off of makes 
they were going down and SGA was getting layups on the other end. That's that's just the kind of stuff that can't happen. Even on an early November Monday night game against a bad team, you can't be giving up layups off of off of mix. It just can't happen. So I was really disappointed with the effort through the first two and a half quarters up until the Pritchard smart one. Yeah. I mean, I was like the thing that killed me and I tweeted this too. The amount of points that the Thunder had off of free throw our free throw attempts, yeah, was mind blowing. I've ne- I've never seen anything like it. Uh, like OKC, Sean Coates is talking about here. Like they're pushing the ball hard. Like OKC knows how to play, right? Like they're young, they're super like athletic, but with young and athletic, there comes a lot of mistakes, and that was ultimately their downfall tonight. Right, like they turned the ball over far too many times. We turned the ball over 14 times. It led to 16 points off of those turnovers. We gave up 17 fast break points. They out-rebounded us 51-46. They had 10 offensive rebounds, right? Like they had a, a solid couple possessions. They had a solid lead through most of this. Uh, and a lot of it came down to the simple fact that like the Celtics – we're not securing any rebounds. We were not stopping them at all. Like they were going out, they shot the ball pretty well. The Celtics were not, you know, the thing that like also it's super confusing to me is we scored 126 points in this game, but we shot 27% from three. So like you look at some of these stats and they, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, but the big number where things shifted came from the free throw line. So, you know, you saw them, the Thunder make 17 Celtics made 24, right? Like there's a, there's a big difference in that number. Uh, And that's ultimately where this game came down to. Like we did a good job defensively down the stretch, certainly not in the beginning. First two quarters, 35 points for the Thunder in the first 34 points for the Thunder in the second. A lot of it, like you said, too, it was them just getting out, getting out running. Uh, and it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating basketball to watch. Fortunately for us, they turned it around. Yeah, I thought as bad as the effort was in the first two and a half quarters, I thought the the last quarter and a half, they really picked it up. And when it was winning time, you could see that they were the, the more experienced team in that situation. We've mentioned the turnovers uh, for OKC through the fourth quarter. You could, up until the point they brought SGA back into the game, they just had no one that could handle the ball on the floor, and it really cost OKC tonight to the benefit of the Celtics. So, you know, the effort issue was really just the first half thing. And like I said, I get it. It, Early season game probably isn't going to mean a ton towards the – towards any tiebreakers or anything, or it's, you know, it, I could see how they could kind of push this one to the side, but I was pleased with how the effort picked up late. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And this is, this right here says it all last quarter. We were ourselves. Yeah. Sean coach is crushing it with all these quotes here. Yeah. Love it. Um, no, but honestly, like there's a huge difference when you see Marcus smart playing Marcus smart basketball Like we saw through most of last year, he played really well. And now we bring in Malcolm Brogdon, right? And the first 
10 games for Marcus Smart or first eight games weren't really that great, right? Like Marcus Smart was kind of back to his old self. He was throwing up shots. He wasn't really the facilitator. We saw a lot of Derek White in the starting lineup with that. I think, you know, Joe Missoula shifting towards Grant, putting Derek White on the bench, really defined Marcus Smart's role once again. And you hate for something like that to have to be the reason that it shifts his mindset. But for whatever reason, it is, right? But tonight, like, Marcus Smart was himself. John Corrales just tweeted this too. Marcus Smart was four for four from the field in the fourth and had four assists. So he accounted for 19 of Boston's 37 points. The Celtics are a completely different team when Marcus Smart is playing this type of basketball, right? So when things like that happen, the Celtics go on huge winning streaks, which attributed to today's seventh straight win for the Celtics. And Justin, I wanna I wanna shift here for a second because we've got a we've got a little bit of news in the Eastern Conference world. Milwaukee Bucks. This transitions right into what we're about to talk about here. So the Milwaukee Bucks lost to the Hawks tonight. Mm-hmm. Just lost. Night. So if you're looking at the Eastern Conference standings right this second at 10.36 p.m., Boston Celtics are number one in the Eastern Conference with an 11-3 and record. Going back in that three-game three loss span – where the Celtics kind of fell off the wagon. We started off super hot, 3-0, and fell to 4-3. and uh, There are a lot of people panicking, right? I'm sure you saw it just as much as I did. People were talking about, you know, Celtics needing to hire Ime again. Mm-hmm. Strictly because of the, the losing streak, right? It's not because of the way, like, Joe Missoula has been doing. I thought, I think he's been, he's had a great season so far, but they were talking about getting rid of Marcus Smart, complaining about him. They were talking about Jalen Brown not stepping up in certain spots. They were talking about all of the negative things and kind of, you know, losing their shit a little bit because we went on a three game lose streak or not three game losing streak, but three out of four. Mm -hmm. Right. And right now, tops of the Eastern conference. So overall thoughts so far, because it's been a, it's been a roller coaster of a season already. Overarching thoughts from you. I mean, overall it's, you said it top of the Eastern conference. It, you know, you would, I would have liked to see the defense get off to a better start, but we're really not going to know a lot about this defense until we get Robert Williams back. He's the anchor of the defense. Yeah. I get smart defensive player of the year and all that, but in my opinion, Robert Williams is the anchor of that defense. Yeah. So I would have liked to see the defense be better, but you know they've had the best offense in NBA history so far. Yeah, you can't. It's really hard to complain about eleven and three, top of the Eastern Conference in a seven-game win streak. Yep. And of the three losses, two of those came in overtime, and. I think that there's a lot more positives than negatives. I think that there's, well, I think that there's 14 other teams in the Eastern Conference that would trade places with us right now. I'll say it that way. <laughs> yes, there are. 
One of them being the Brooklyn Nets, who are right yeah. now not in the playoff picture at all, including the play-in. So yeah. that makes me happy. It makes me laugh. But, Justin, I appreciate you hopping on here. That's where we're going to wrap things up. Before we hop off one more time, uh, just give them your Twitter handle and where they can find you. Yeah, so uh, once again, it's going to be at PJI underscore Celtics. Um, that's the Twitter handle. And then uh, I'll be posting a lot in the, the Celtics Till I Die group uh, group chat on Facebook. Um, Excellent. Like I said, I plan on getting a few other things up and going, a uh, few other platforms. But for now, that's where I'm at. As soon as, as soon as it's up and running, we'll have you on again. We can launch it there as well. But, Justin, I appreciate you hopping on. For those of you that are watching this if you haven't done so already make sure to follow the facebook page that justin mentioned boston celtics till i die uh follow me on twitter at nba celtics guy our youtube page boston celtics game day recap and as always five star written review everything helps have a great night celtics fans we will talk soon you couldn't help it i know you felt it White, white, and green. Who are we, the Celtics? Who are we, the Celtics?